situation quick immediately well he was also well let's not go there (laughs) it's beginning of a new year let's not be just with the mess listen hello i'm just with the mess she funny to me here for the mess but it's early in the in the in the in the year we'll come with the mess around april fair (laughs) not a bad time frame (laughs) i mean well people who didn't show up to the grammys Love it. Beyonce didn't go. Rihanna didn't go. Nobody was there. People who got their boxes from Ivy Park didn't go. Everybody that was in LA this weekend did not go to the awards. Ariana Grande was the most famous person in the audience. And that's late. (laughs) And at one point, you could see it written all on her face. She was just like, wow, no one's here but me. Right. (laughs) No one. Literally everybody down at Rock Nation Bay, nobody at the Grammys. Am I going ahead of us? I don't think so. Uh, I done talked about, I already done jumped down to the Rock Nation brunch. I know we're supposed to be doing Hot Topics. Oh, well, I mean, I brought up the Ivy Park rollout, which after we had read it for Perks, she started to try to fix it and do what she needed to do. But at first, I was confused on why people wasn't putting the clothes on when they got their boxes. And I was like, okay, I get it. Ivy Park and Parkwood is trying to do this whole organic marketing thing and they send the people they box and probably give them a list of things that they could do and like do it yourself. Hey, we're giving you these clothes. We want to see how you're going to work. The product, announce it to the world, make it look like we didn't tell you to do nothing. So, so people was just opening up their box. 
and being open up my box I and being stands like understand like this is marketing and that's the issue this is what i was saying the muse i was like she sent these boxes to old celebrities mm-hmm. who don't know how this works if someone sends you a box if a brand sends you a box you need to not be fangirling. You need to be putting it on. You need to be giving us looks. You need to have some, um, do the little carousel on your Instagram in the pieces, um, either as a set mm-hmm. or in the pieces mixed with your own wardrobe. Right. And if she would have sent the boxes to more sprightly and younger peep celebrities, <laughs> including some Instagram children, yep. it would have been a better campaign because just a whole bunch of like old celebrities. Like Michelle Williams shouting in front of her her box girl, which I thought was cute, but I still wanted to see her in the looks. She could have right. even brought the box to the church house, it's, and that would have been funny and cute for me. And even Sierra know better because Sierra just drove up in the car to the box and said, "Oh, look what we got." I mean, well, that was a flex because that I think that house is new. And yeah, that is a new to, house. They wanted to show people how vast the estate is. And I get it, but my thing is, don't be flexing on marketing people's time. Like, you know how much it? Do you know how <laughs> exactly. much it cost exactly. for them to send you that? Not even a box. They, these people got... Merch. Cl- like, it was literally an Ikea wardrobe. The full line. Think about how much it costs to ship these things to y'all. And y'all gonna sit up here and just say, I got a box from Beyonce? Well, mama pregnant again, so maybe she just ain't want us to see her in advance. Mm-mm. I would have been livid, but at the same time, it didn't hurt the sales. So I Oh, guess, of course not, because the garments are cute this time. Yeah, they are. They really are. And look good in the promo and everything. Beyonce look good. Yeah, she do. I mean, you have issue with the body, but... I mean, I just like to clock surgery, and I... <laughs> it's a pastime of mine, and I think that there, there are some things that I see since feel, but we don't have to really get into that, because I haven't finished my investigation. We can always report back. Well, I just know that in those orange shorts, there was padding, Ooh. and I know that there is airbrushing. It's fine. I don't have an issue <laughs> with any of it. She looked good to me Us. in the edited pictures Us. and unedited pictures. She looked bomb. Like, run me a twin. No, I ain't say all that. But Oh. <laughs> I ain't say I was going to keep him now. I, oh. ju- I just said, let me have him. And, you know. We can have Rumi and Sir on the cast. Look, we can pass him on to whoever, you know, any families that are struggling with fertility. Just let me have the body that the twins give and you can have the twins. Hello? <laughs> Amen. Ah, not the depot shot body. I'm dead. Give it here. Okay. Oh. Enough. <laughs> We I'm really blew through the Ivy Park because I really thought we was gonna give it more because we was dragging it in group text. So, but I think we settled deep. We settled it in our spirits with what like, happened after the immense dragging that we gave it. She started to rectify the situation because the the Ricky Ricky Johnson. Yeah, he I'm glad he. Got, and then I say that I was like, why she didn't give Ricky one? And uh-huh. next thing you know, he was in the love language, dancing <laughs> around, my bad, doing what he should have, what everybody else should have done. That Put on the garment. To me. Put on the garments. And then Megan got a box, and then after she did her video, she ended up coming down the steps with the outfit on. Yeah, I just was like, girl, you made that whole cute video, and they put on not a piece of garment. Fair. I don't know what people was really thinking, but I'm glad she found her way to the to the merchandise. <laughs> Who else got one that we like? Lala did it the right way. Did, and she looked bomb. She did. I mean, but I told you she studied at the school of Kardashians, so of course she was going to give a full it. photo shoot, get free full promotion. <laughs> she did it the exactly right way. Um, I think that Kelly should have found a way to like also promote Fabletics, but whatever, missed opportunity. She does her that. usual, her right. favorite. She, that's her. That's her Jewish. Um, I don't know. Well, you know, 
Great. Now we didn't get a box, so we, right. I'm ready to move on. Right. <laughs> well, we should clarify. There's people that got boxes, and there are people that got wardrobes. Yeah, true. Because, mm. you know. Like, Yara Shahidi got a full wardrobe. Yeah. Billy Porter got a box. Yeah, and that was sad. And they had it in the. They still had it in the plastic sleeve. That was sad. I mean, they probably didn't trust him to wear the garments the right way. Look at him. We'll get to that very soon. <laughs> Child. Ooh, I'd be over it, but whatever. I'm problematic, so I don't be trying to say too, too much. So now listening. Okay. So I don't know if y'all know, but I am Janae Aiko's co-founder and uh, treasurer of the fucking fan club. This new Pussy Fairy song. Is everything. I'm so glad that she's taking a quick departure from the nothing, none of my concern and triggered sound because those two songs kind of sound like they could have been part of the same suite. And this is a completely different situation. I think right after Aaliyah's birthday, she put out this video and she's kind of more tomboyish. She's dancing the entire time. The choreography is cute. And it sounds like to me, a more traditional R&B song, almost from a male's perspective. It sounds like something that we would have gotten a little while ago from her back in the B2K type days. And mm. I was like, oh, that's interesting that she's revisiting that sound, trying to make it sound new. But I love it. And anytime that she talks about sex, I'm here for it. Because it's kind of like, oh, she's not being deep right now. I love this and I'm not going to cry. Even though I totally see her as asexual. Really? Yeah, she's so asexual too. I've had a conversation with Shakira and Daniela the other day about how I don't believe in asexuality. Oh. But, again, problematic. I mean, well. Another comment for uh, another episode. <laughs> or for the group chat. Right. Something I'll leave off the air. For then, now. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> I also have been listening to this new compilation album by um, this like production group called Girl Unit. The founder, love them. Really? You love them? Love them. The founder of the group is Phil Gamble. And he came out in like... This London, like, UK bass wave that was happening, I want to say, like, almost 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was people like him and Hudson Mohawk that was, like, pushing this sound in London. And they kind of sifted over to the States. And they've worked with people like Bok Bok, who's known Everything. for a bunch of music with Kalela and people like that. And, you um, know, Kingdom is also in their orbit, too. Uh-huh. And I wanted to say that the album reminds me of... It's kind of like if Kingdom and BC Kingdom had a baby. Mm. Every song sounds like that. But... It's a compilation, so they have a bunch of different artists and their interpretation of that sound, and I love that. It's got Kalela on there. It's got a bunch of people I never heard before of in my life. And I was like, oh, I'm researching all of these artists. So um, shout out to Spotify for continuously putting me on to new music. And shout out to Randomly Brian Dunham for sending me the first song that I listened to off of there because it is lit. That um, WWYD by Kalela, that and the remix, Make America Dance Again. Wow. <laughs> Hey, Brian. <laughs> hey, Lane. My girl. <laughs> I, stick, I cannot believe that you really thought that she said her name was something else. I stick to what my story was. But whatever. I look past it. That's my girl. <laughs> hey, sis. Hey, Lane. Uh, I need to go visit Lane. Bring her down to the Zumba class. Do. <laughs> Love her. So, my now listening has been a lot of um, circle backling. <laughs> So, you know, it's so much music coming out, y'all. It really be hard to keep up and keep abreast. No, seriously, it is. But I did want to uh, really go back and spend some time with a couple albums. And those two albums I wanted to really be with is Doja Cat's Hot Pink and Lucky Day's Painted. Um, so, 
as y'all know, if y'all follow us on Twitter, as everyone should, the Sice Pod. Listen. Um, use it a really cool first listen thread for Hot Pink, and I'm just obsessed. Like, yeah. rules, talk to me, talk to me. addiction, yeah. streets, like... Damn, Papa, you were very and yeah. the fairy, and this motherfucker scary. Airy. Like Her I, cadences are crazy. I love Doja. Like I can't speak to what she did before Hot Pink, but me and Hot Pink are happy and we're colored. <laughs> Give us a high five. I love it. Like you know, and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. How it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of um, songs that the girls can get cute and feel cute to and feel cunt to, you know? Cute bitch music. You know, I miss, y'all know I love cute bitch music. Please go back and listen to our cute bitch music episode. Um, and so I love that Doja Cat is kind of filling that gap for us. Um, and then Lucky. So I'm really, I'm just late on Lucky. That's really no other way. He never yeah. made, he never made his way to my Instagram discover page. He never made his way to my Spotify. Like, I think I first even heard about him. It was before. It was it was like right before he did the NPR Tiny Desk mm-hmm. with um with Raphael City. Also a good album. Oh, I need to listen to that too. Raphael got some music out. I don't I don't remember. Maybe it was whatever something on there was a clip on Twitter and I was like, oh, he's pretty. Let me like. <laughs> I keep saying that you only really clocked in the lucky day because you're attracted to him. Yeah, but I hate the hair and he can't dress. Fair. And he literally can't string a sentence together. But he the is. Accent is very you, strange. It's not even an accent. It's just like he like there's no, there's phonic issues. Either way, <laughs> um, he I is he's beautiful. I love that he is our age. Like he's in his thirties. Finally getting a career. I love that. Mm-hmm. He's been working at this for a while. Like, after I started to do research on him, I found out that not only is he 34, but he's been pushing to go solo and do this music thing for a while. Like, working behind the scenes, writing for other people, doing backup. I was like, oh, I love stories like that. Me too. And I and, and for that to be his story on top of, like, growing up in a cult and all the things, because you know I do my homework. Right. Scary um, spice. For him to be nominated for best R and B album and this is debut album, like that's just you can't you can't beat a story like that. I'm into it. Um, and he just seems like a nice kid. Like I mean, I'm saying kid, but he just seems like a nice guy. Um, and I do want to circle back. He sounded just like D'Angelo on that um, when they did "You Should Be Here." Loved it. It was so crazy. Like he really slid into that pocket. Um, and I want to say him and Raphael have worked together before and him and D'Angelo have worked together before. And that's why he was a good sub when they couldn't get mm-hmm. D'Angelo. Yeah, because I think when he talked about some people that like lifted him up, you know, in his career, he had enlisted Raphael. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to shout out. I know his big song for most people is Rosamo, but to me, Extra is like my extra. jam. I like Extra. You and you ain't gotta do Extra. Ah. That's a, remember, I like, kept saying a lot, of his, um, <clears throat> a lot of his albums sound like a longer interpretation of Fine China. And that's the kind of things I like. Yep. That's why I um, think Extra is definitely one of those songs. I love Extra. Um, I love Floods. I mean, I love every single song, but I mean, I'm just talking about the songs that really stand out for me. Karma. Um, it's just a great album. And I think my favorite song on that, on that album is That's Why I Love You. Oh, I love, oh, I love you, you so too much. much. Yeah, I love, I love you song. too much. Yeah, that's a beautiful song. Dre was singing Misunderstood yesterday. I love that song. Um, concentrate. I love like it's just. I mean, it's a great album, and it was well deserved for um best R and B album. 
um, down at the Grammys. <laughs> I was really happy about those categories. We'll get into why I got mad about those categories a little later, but the nominations were good to me. Us. Us. Thank you. <laughs> now, time to light them up. It's time to light them up. Come on, roll it right. My hero. Oh, my God. I love that little boy. So It's time to wake him up. It be a lot of hoopla, scandal, <laughs> lore, conspiracy. Some people say it's cursed. Just in the atmosphere surrounding the Grammys. So we kind of want to talk about that and why we hate it. <laughs> so people always do this thing around Grammy time where they start to see the nominations and then take a specific stance on why they not coming or why they don't like the Grammys or why this, that, and the 10th. But then say the next year and they get awarded, they forget everything that they said. Hmm. And it's just like, oh, well, let me go accept my award now that they paying attention to the children. Hmm. I don't understand that and I don't like that. And there are countless examples of hmm. people doing it this year and in past. Hmm. So I wanted to spend some time to talk about that just because why do y'all do that? It's okay to want a Grammy. It is okay. It is okay to want a Grammy. And it is okay to be upset that you don't get that Grammy you want. Um, And I think that people are just, you know, this whole woke thing got people being crazy. Like, you don't got to perform for us. We know y'all want Grammys. It's very performative. We know y'all want them. And it's okay. We want y'all to have them Grammys too, right? We know it adds stock to your brand. It gives you more money in certain situations. Like, you become Grammy nominated or Grammy winning. That is a thing that gets added to your resume. So, And we support that. And we want that for you. We want the best for y'all. Yeah. And we can say that. While, on the other hand, also understanding that we don't need these big institutions from other constituencies to validate our music or our art or what we think is good. But it's still not nothing wrong with you wanting one. Right. Like, those two things are not mutually exclusive. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Forgotten the talent jumped out. <laughs> you know, I try to multitask. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I just don't... I don't like that. And then, on the other hand, it's like... People be doing all of the things that come along with Grammys. Like, if you don't know, it's a full week of events. It'd be parties, it'd be seminars, it'd be ceremonies, it'd be a bunch of different stuff that goes on. Why do y'all be doing all of that stuff when you don't really care? Right. I mean, to be fair, I would like to go to Grammy week so that I can do all of that stuff (laughs) and not care. (laughs) But I'm not a singer-songwriter. I'm not actually in the industry pulling the strings and putting out art for you guys i'm just commentating on it and talking shit <laughs> so i i have the right the to license go, listen one would say <laughs> the political impact that it gives the <laughs> it's like oh, i could do that i don't feel like artists are necessarily able to do that it, it, you can do whatever you want you can do what you want to do but it's gonna look crazy right so it's like, listen, y'all, once y'all Grammys, work hard for your Grammys and understand what needs to happen in order for you to get the Grammys. Like, you know, we can kind of jump ahead a little bit, but when you think about this big scandal that happened with the former, like, president, CEO, whatever, mm-hmm. of the Grammys, and she talked about how they're rigs and how it's all about, like, relationships. And, like, everyone should know that. Like, duh, of course. Yeah, it's a business. So, 
you know, if you want, first of all, you need to let your label, your team know to submit your music. Hello, Ireland. Because some of y'all weren't even submitted. So, number one, make sure you're getting your stuff submitted. Make sure that you are, your people, you and your team are shaking hands, kissing kissing babies. babies. Because if they don't know who you are, how are they going to vote for you? And I'm not saying they because these people that yeah, and these people that are voting, they're not about to go and do their homework. They're gonna be like name recognition. Oh, I don't know who that is. All right, child. Well, and you made a good point yesterday too while we were actually watching, and you were saying this goes to show that these people probably just be talking to their kids. Mm-hmm. Like these old ass people that are in the academy don't do exactly what they're supposed to do. They're not day in and day out in the music. You know, you get older in your career, you start to focus on your family, your life. You want to have a good work-life balance. They don't give a fuck about these damn awards. Right. And little do we know, because I just found this out, I want to say semi-recently, because my actual nine-to-five job has put me in the position to work with the Grammys a little bit. With the contacts that I know there, after the Grammys is over, they still have musical programs throughout the year that channel different audiences and target Mm. specific initiatives and all of that. So it's not just the award show. It goes way beyond that. These people have other stuff to do. So when it comes down to crunch time to listen to the music that's happened over the whole submission period or over the course of the past year, I'm not going to say it's right, but of course some shit gets slipping through the cracks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... With it being a business behind everything, I think it is kind of imperative that artists do their due diligence and not like suck up to anybody, but make sure that they get heard. You see what Jeff Robinson doing? Her is nominated for big ass categories that people don't even listen to her new albums. She peaked at 86. She peaked at 86 and Mama got nominated for Record of the Year and Song of the Year. And performed. And album of the and Year. And performed two years in a row. Yep. And she won last year and I want to say she might have gotten something off camera this year. But that music is not pushing the way that we wanted it to in the beginning. And she's still getting recognized because of her management. That shows you, that's one great example of how businessy it is. And it didn't just get like that. I hated that this whole scandal made me have to agree with Nicki Minaj on certain aspects of her craziness from the past couple years. But if she would have refocused her anger outside of just Cardi, she would have made very valid points Mm -hmm. about how the industry works Mm business-wise and how making money and spending it on your artists business-wise counts and how that payola shit counts and how all of that gets your music out there to the ears that you need it to for award time. I just hate that I had to uplift that. Yeah, yeah. You never want to agree with the devil. But sometimes... (laughs) Demonic forces be right. At some point, we're going to have to take a break. This might be the time. Okay. I don't got no secrets. You don't know. These panties are see-through. I'm exposed, yeah. Trust you in my body. You make me question, no, I'm going up
now that we're back, like, everybody looked bad on that red carpet. Yeah, everybody looked either bad or boring. We didn't do nothing but laugh at Ty Grammys. This was the funniest fucking year. Yeah, they, they we were falling out. <laughs> the entire time, everything was funny. The internet has got to get in the war itself. We deserve a Grammy <laughs> as the people. Because I we was the people the need floor. a Grammy. Listen. So, should we start with um, the red carpet? Because that was the hilarious to us. The kickoff of hilariousness. Billy Porter, you look bad, sis. Like. Historically. Always. Sliding down into the size portion of the show. White media, y'all are putting the battery in this man's back to be the gay that he has always wanted to be. If y'all don't know, Billy Porter has a long history of putting out music and doing Broadway and doing film, acting, dancing, singing, carrying on. And I guess now that he's his most famous, him and his team are allowing him to look the craziest that he's ever looked as well. I haven't liked one outfit at all. And the most tolerable one was the tuxedo dress that he wore to one of those award shows With the last flag? Year. With the rainbow? No, hell no. It was a, he had on like a black, <laughs> sorry, I'm sure that was anti-gay. But, Ooh, letter community, don't cancel us. I'm a part of the alphabet people, but at the same time, there's a chic way to be flamboyant. Right. And I just don't, I think that they miss the mark every time with these over-the-top looks. I'm a fan of Project Runway, and I'm watching this new season, and there's a guy on there, terrible attitude, but his claim to fame is that he styled and made garments for Billy Porter, and I was like, why they pick you to be on this damn show? <laughs> like, that don't even make no sense. You look crazy, and you have people looking crazy around you. I just, and it was it was really wild to me that they even interviewed his stylist, and then stylist had on an all black suit. It was a fool with it. Um, also, I don't know who this young lady is. Her name is Maggie something, and she was nominated for best new artist. And she was like, "I'm in a um, vintage Chanel dress from 2013." That's not vintage. First of all, it's not vintage. Secondly, that dress looked like it came from... Um, no, it looked like them... Um, y'all know when y'all was little girls and y'all would get y'all little Easter dress from Lauren Taylor and oh it would be... The, um, it would be... What was that brand? Not Rockefeller. It, what was one of those like famous families? Y'all know the brand. Vanderbilt. Not Vanderbilt. They made the jeans. It was another one of those rich... Rothschild. Rothschild. You get you a Rothschild dress. That's exactly what it looked like. A Rothschild dress for the Christmas... <laughs> for the Christmas performance. You know the nighttime the Christmas church. thing? <laughs> when they do the um, black nativity. Yep, that's exa- exactly. That's exactly what that dress looked like. You gotta do your little Easter speech. My Unto us a child is born. Ew. Unto us a child is given, okay? And I think that that dress could have been styled for like a regular day. She could have put that joint on with the Alexander McQueen platforms and pooched and been just cute for the day. That is not a Grammy's dress. Especially when you gonna try to plug and drop names and make it seem like you know fashions. When you think the 2013 is vintage, that's not an archival piece. That came out right. a few years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? And like, I try to chalk it up this to the youth. This is why we need to talk more about the archive. Yeah, I try to chalk it up to the youth because people really don't be knowing things just based on age. But stylists have to do their due diligence about making sure that their clients don't look and sound crazy on the carpet. Yeah. Especially not down to the Grammys when it's supposed to be a fashion moment. Everybody chooses to angrily look bad. Yeah. And I mean, I like that red dress Rosalia had on, but it wasn't giving me Grammys. No. Like, I loved it, but it just wasn't giving me Grammys. It was giving me, like, I'm going to lunch at, um, I don't know, wherever the dogs go now for lunch to be seen. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> you know, it gave me that. I was glad to know Cardi looked gorgeous, but Cardi always looked good. Huh? Cardi, I was I was excited to find out that it looked like it was Alexander Wang, right? But it still wasn't like you said, Grammys. Cardi always looked good. Yeah, she did look bomb, and she didn't even really walk the carpet. She came late. Yeah, and also it looked great too. I loved his leather set that he was giving the people with some embroidery to the bottom. I liked it. They always look great. I love the Cephas family. <laughs> Um, I, I, I love Gwen Stefani's performance, D&G. Um, it's very unfortunate that she is with this white man. Um, Blake Shelton. I don't even and the know fact that she's almost that. a decade older than him, and it's just not okay. I don't think she's well. She really looks like, <laughs> you know how Britney's like a zombie now, and you can mm-hmm. see the emptiness in her eyes. I also see the emptiness in Gwen's eyes. So, Gavin, Tony, somebody, please come and just save our girl. But she looked good. She's back to the red lip. I love the whole styling of their whole situation. Alicia Keys actually looked good for a good portion of the show. For the bulk of the show, I didn't have an issue with what she was wearing. And I was pleasantly surprised because Mama is not a dresser. Those last two Never outfits been. can go straight to hell. But <laughs> up through like the first two hours of the show, she looked good. She and did. sounded good. Yeah, she sounded good too. I don't mind her as the host. Go ahead and fill your spot as LL Cool J. It doesn't bother me and it actually makes perfect sense. They the same person. Yeah, well... She a little cornier, but I think it worked for the Grammys. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. It worked. Who else on the red carpet? Y'all, nobody came, so it's not really a lot. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> oh, the BTS children looked, in the words of Dre, sheep. <laughs> they look great. They I love them. Puss Deluxe. Those Koreans dress. Yeah, they looked good. I like, oh, Common on the red carpet. I love the the Oxblood mm-hmm. suit. And then he came out and gave us a Silk Shan Sung turquoise. I loved it. He looked, <laughs> Common looked great. Taylor Ring was fabulous. Um, I liked Meek's suit. Meek's suit That blue good. suit was good. Taylor YG perfectly. good. Yeah, them, them boots. I don't give Miss YG too much, but them boots were everything. He, he could have clunked them on top of my head. <laughs> They were everything. Like, put your foot on my neck, YG, just with that boot only. Yeah, because otherwise, his, I'm called yeah, Kamala. I no things, like, for him at all outside of that. But his haircut was very Dennis Rodman-y, and I kind of liked that with the look. At first, I was like, what is it giving? But then, after I saw him in full, I was like, oh, I got time today. Sing BJ a Grammy-nominated song I like that somehow Jonathan. lost to Lizzo. Oh, God. I, we not even there yet, and I'm still upset. <sighs> I like what John Legend had on too. Uh, he had I just didn't like the chunkiness look. of the boot. Yeah. The boot was too chunky for the, you know. I think it was a sveltness like, of the straight, straight off the runway look in full, and a different shoe probably would have elongated him a little bit because John yeah. Legend is not super tall. Like He's squatting thick. Things I like, but right. he did look good in the in the pieces to me, and I did I didn't mind the chunk, but I mean I kind of give you a chunky foot boot as well. But you wouldn't wear nothing. Whatever. Anyway, I get it. so it's good for stylized opinion. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, the, the red carpet wasn't given really much, y'all. No. I'm sorry. No. Um. It, it was sad, and like the heavy hitters that you look for weren't there, so that like it was gonna be what it was gonna be. Gaga didn't come. Rihanna didn't come. You always look to their moments for red carpetry. Nicole Kidman didn't even come with Keith, and Keith 
barely showed up. Keith, Keith was like, give me a t-shirt and a little blazer he probably wore on tour last night. Exactly, like, exactly. I didn't like how Ryan Seacrest kept asking all of the black people about Kobe. Yeah, that was weird. But, but also, Twitter, Ryan Seacrest is not a good person. But yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Somebody on Twitter reminded me of that. And they were just like, you don't remember when he asked every woman about the Me Too movement? I was like, fair. Maybe he needs to retire. But he is not really doing a good job of diversifying their team. And I don't mean black, white, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. I mean... Good people. Yeah. <laughs> Who they have. I mean, I don't know. Like, E used to be that girl. Yeah. But, like, I can't trust the, like, opinions and whatever of their team because there aren't people that we think are cool or who seem smart or whatever. I mean, Juliana Rancid is disgusting. Oh, my God. But Y'all people she said her name. Yeah, it's not Juliana Rancid. It's Juliana Rancid. She's disgusting. But she at least knows how to do her job, except for the fact she had her back turned to the camera the whole time, which is fine. I don't want to look at her no way. Oh She's God. a bad person as well. I'm dead. Um, But, you know what I'm saying? I just missed the old E where the hosts were fun, they were entertaining, and they would kiki with the celebs, and, you know, the celebs would actually come. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, celebrity is different. Celebrities aren't fun like they used to be or not cool or interesting like they used to be. And the ones that... Get, uh, get the most notoriety and popularity really don't be wanting to talk to nobody. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> At all. Uh, I mean, I, I do like Billy. I think Billie Eilish was cute on mm-hmm. the red carpet. I think BTS was cute. She's also 18 pressed to be there. Yeah. So I like that too. BTS was cute on the red carpet, but otherwise people were just like, Chai. Yeah. It was dry. People already flew back to wherever they live at. No, literally. I thought that Lauren London accepted her award off camera and then pooch, but she was still there towards the end. Yeah, because she knew he was going to get the other one. E, do better. They should hire us. Should. We would go off on there. Because, you know, I always harness the spirit of Joan Rivers in me since birth. And it is needed because they keep allowing Billy Porter to look a fright like Yeah, he oh my God. Joan Rivers would drag him. But, you know, then they would say she was homophobic. So, it's probably the, for the best that People Joan is in a better worse place. things about her. So, I feel like it wouldn't matter. They would take her off TV. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? We like, can't do nothing no more. Joan Rivers would not be able to be on TV no more because she would be saying everybody look bad. And she would just say they look bad, but then it would turn into something else. How do people like Howard Stern still have jobs if you can't talk no more? Well, Howard Stern don't be dragging people really about like, he just be saying like slutty. Sexist Yeah, stuff. like, yeah. Oh, I did want to say that Lizzo looked beautiful all night. All night. All night when she was off stage. Yeah. Because I didn't like the stage look. Oh, God, I almost died. (laughs) Trying to laugh at that. Her opening dress on stage did look good to me. I I thought it was just too voluminous. And it kind of gave, it kind of made it look like Ursula. Because it was just so voluminous. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see that. But I think that she's trying to tap into that a little bit, too. I don't know. I'm conflicted about Lizzo. So let's talk about performances. Lizzo opened the show, and I'm really shocked because I've only seen the clip of her saying, Cause I love you. And I was like, Oh, girl, sing, go off. But I never actually heard the song or heard the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And this whole I want to be a whole no mo and all this carrying on, I was like, Girl. I just think it's corny. I did not like that. The corniest thing of her performance was well, she pulled out that. The, the, no, the big girl, the big girl ballerina with the do rag, and then all the ballerinas came out with the do rags on. Listen, why do black people of today think that do rags are revolutionary? They're really not. If you don't get your waves and go, right? I'm like, all y'all got do rags on. Ain't none of y'all edges laid down, and ain't none of y'all got waves. Make it make sense. Guapa came to the red carpet with that long ass do rag. I was like, what's going on? It's corny. Like it's corny, and it's very. I just started being black because, you know, I'm gonna try to be professional about it. So, 
Um, at my old job, we had an exhibition with some like African artifacts or whatever. Um, it's from the collection. It's, so the largest, one of the largest collections that's privately owned of African artifacts is by this black man in Brooklyn. And we had some of his pieces at the museum I used to work at. And I remember having a conversation with him because he's literally like my play grandpa. And he was like, um, he was like, you know, Stephanie, like these pieces people consider art. But for our people at the time they were used, they were utilitarian. Mm. And so like we have to remember that these are like things that people use every day. This is not art. These are like things that like made your life turn every day. And so I was thinking about that in terms of the do-rag. I'm like, do-rags are not... These, like, art pieces, they are not this thing that's, like, y'all are... It's not speaking to anything. It's literally a utilitarian piece. It's useful. It's to lay a man's curl pattern down to create a wave. It is basically a scarf. Right. Like, you get a, you get your hair done and you want to protect it. You want to keep it through the night. You put that shit on. Or you want to change the way that your hairline is looking. And you put that shit on. I never, I never had waves because it seemed like it was too much work, even when I didn't have long hair. But I know damn sure that it's not revolutionary because every nigga that got waves had to do that whole right. process. And everyday life is not revolutionary or radical. So, no. but you know, of course, you know the black girl magic is eating it up. Oh my gosh, she has a plus size ballerina. Oh my god! First of all, this is the other thing: lack of exposure. If you ever go to a performance by a black-owned theater company, mm-hmm. all them girls is thick. Not yeah. all, but a good chunk of them girls is gonna be thick. Bodied because. When you are a black girl and you dance, like, and you do any type of dance, like, semi-professionally or professionally, the chance of you being very slim, like a white ballerina, is probably not going to happen because you're building so much muscle mass. Mm -hmm. And so, if you see any black ballerina, she's going to have a Serena Williams body. And that's very common in uh, the arts because, and it, like, it's a whole thing, like, with a dance background, and I know Stephanie knows this, too. We've also had to been taught a little differently than those ballerinas because of our body types. Right. Historically. Like, there's literally, like, in ballet, like, because our butts sit out and, like, normally you have to, like, tuck your spine for a lot of things. Like, we can't do that because our butts is big. Yeah. So, as a black ballerina, which I used to be, like, we had to do different things with our bodies. And when you go to a black-owned uh, ballet school, you are taught that, and it's not weird that you are thick if you are a ballerina. Like, shout out to Elion Dance Company out in Philadelphia. I love them because one of their best dancers is this guy, and he, no lie, is like 300. And baby be flying up and about in yeah. food, you know? And so, it's all our rules for ballet is very different. So, that's not, also not radical. You know what I'm saying? If you go to a show at Alvin Ailey right now, them girls got butts and thighs. And the nigga who do the solo on Cinnamon is bigger than like three niggas put together and he be zipping his on it. <laughs> so I think that like, again, it just goes back to like lack, expo- lack of exposure to blackness that things become radical. Um, but I mean, whatever. Lizzo, I think she's a, you know, I think she's a pretty girl, cute girl. She looked good all throughout the night. All three outfit changes. Yeah, the, 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 the fringe at the end of the night was Gorgeous, so pretty. She looked fabulous. Loved I didn't it. know who designed for her, but like her red carpet look was everything. She looked good. She had a good night. Yeah, she did. And she won her awards. I mean, whatever. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> I'm still mad. So of course, I think our contended favorite performance of the night, or should we save that for the end? I mean, my favorite performance was Tyler. Oh. I'm gonna just go ahead and let okay. Out well, there. listen. He's next on the docket, like 
He did exactly what the girl should have done. It seems like people don't come to the Grammys to perform like that anymore. No, and that's how it used to be. Uh-huh. You have to give the girls all the pussy dramatics. <laughs> that's how we started the show. That's how we going to carry it through. I love Tyler. I love everything that he's got going on right now. Y'all know from past episodes, Eagle was one of my favorite albums of 2019. And I'm glad that he's finally getting recognition for it. And I'm glad that he's being outspoken about what that recognition comes with. I mean, first of all, to start the performance with um, Earthquake and having his recurring um, plus ones. <laughs> uh, Charlie Wilson, if y'all know anything about Tyler's career after his first album when he kind of started mellowing out, he always has Charlie Wilson on his album. Does. And one of the songs that made me really fall in love with Tyler's uh, discography is Blow My Load with Boyz II Men on it. So it was really cool to see Boyz II Men and um, Uncle Charlie um, with and Tyler. Sing. Oh, Man. they were, they sounded beautiful. I need the MP3 of it. I do too. Because Please they were rip making, it. They were making changes to the modulations and the harmonies that I need in my earphones. Yeah, we need to track that down and get that to our um, iTunes immediately. Listen. It was so good. Um, and I loved the, the styling of it. I loved the staging. I loved um, how just the personality that, I mean, Tyler was acting. Like from the time mm-hmm. he got to that mic, his eyes were acting. He just gave a full performance. I love New Magic Wand. It's my favorite song on the album. Um, he just killed it. Like Tyler is perfect. My Nigerian king. I love him. His mama is a fool with it. Always. I um, love his mom. When she got on that stage with them Chanel boots. Listen, Chanel boot me, please. <laughs> I love his mom. She be cutting up anytime he win everything. If y'all never seen it, there's a famous gift when he won a BET award. And his mom lost her mind. It's falling so out, falling down. Mama Okonomo is a fool with it. <laughs> a fool with it. A lover. I love her too. And a praise warrior, okay? Because oh. she knows she know the words. And she always sweating. Because <laughs> she, <laughs> she be so busy falling out. He was like, all right, mom. All right, all right, girl. Right, he all right, even accept sis. the award in peace. All right, fish. I need the roll in peace. I got a dream thing. All right, well, we don't have to do that right now. But. Um, so next up, so this was a very dark oh, moment shit. for Muse. Um, I just got To quiet. the point where he just got silent. And y'all know anything about Muse. The dog don't be quiet. Not around people I love and know. See? <laughs> well, Miss Gabby Wilson stormed out. First of all, she wore a kimono to the BET Awards a few months ago. And then she wore a kimono again to the Grammys. I'm like, girl. Steph keeps saying BET Awards because it's all BET. But that was the, the Soul, Soul Train. Train. <laughs> Whatever. Either we got to get our black superlatives properly adjusted and addressed. Either way, why are you in the same garm that you wore already? We've already seen it in the same glasses, too. So it was literally just like in the same ponytail. And then somebody else, I think it was Sweetie. No, somebody else. Top I see. Oh, no. It somebody was changed into Nip- that outfit. Nipsey Hussle's sister, sister yeah. had the same exact dress on. So it's just like, girl, you didn't, you got Jeff Robinson. Y'all ain't consult the fashion scene. Whatever. Pause it for the calls real quick. Mm-hmm. Sweetie has had a great Grammys week. Saweetie looked bomb all week. Every fucking outfit. She looked bomb down to the Rock Nation brunch. She looked bomb on the red carpet. She looked bomb at Clive Davis party. I'm just like, oh, so they really trying to do this with you. Okay, cool. I like it. Yeah, me too. Not mad. But I mean, her... uh, Okay, I don't really have too many inflammatory things to say about her vocally ever. She sing better than everybody. She sing better than everybody. Her lower register could really uplift Brown versus the Board of Education. (laughs) I just think that it's annoying that every time she gets a chance to get on a big stage, she sings something new. 
that is not pushing forward anything that you already have out. And Jeff Robinson, I guess, can do whatever he wants to in the industry because they got your ass nominated for the big four and you didn't really deserve that to us. Even though I still stand, I'm probably one of the only people in my friend group that even cares about the music that came out after her first two volumes. But with that being said, why is it really trying to just mesh the world of Lauren Hill and Alicia Keys me to sleep? I don't like that. Like, I want, And them girls don't make us sleepy. No, I want to read. I got to find it. But I want to read exactly what Brian said last night on Twitter because it was very true about her and her performances be given now and it's just like because this is similar to the performance she did at soul train yeah it was very boring and it's just like i even like that song but it's annoying he said herbie sounded good so but i haven't bopped since the first two eps what a bore that's true it was a bunch of stuff that he said about her i will find the exact tweet <laughs> Well, I think my issue while you're looking for that with her was number one, you came out in a t-shirt. Why? Mm. Secondly, did you really, did you really recreate Solange's set? Did you really have your musicians doing the same choreography that Solange has her musicians do? Did you really bring out your background singers in the same aesthetic outfit as Solange's background singers and thought that people weren't going to notice that? It was a complete ripoff. That was so tacky. It was tasteless. And it also just, like, are you insulting our intelligence? I don't understand why anyone would have thought that that would fly. One, I don't know if she going to say something out loud. But things are being said about that. Like, I know that people saw. I know that Solange saw. I know that St. Heron, Parkwood, the whole Nose Carter clan. I know that they saw that. And... Yeah, their music is completely different, but this was the whole style of when I get, what is it called? The whole style of a seat at the table and, and when I get yes, home. Yes, yeah. Because she the had the same too. aesthetic for both. I just, it was in bad taste to me. Muse got side Because linked. Andre was in the front like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and at that point, when I realized what was going down, to the Grammys, I was just like, oh. It's just been a misstep since the first two volumes. And I don't I don't really get the direction of what they're doing. But like I said, I think they're trying to mix Lauryn Hill and Lucia Keys and run with that. And with a management team like Jeff Robinson upholds, I guess she can do whatever she wants. But we notice and it's not translating to a good thing. No. It made me really sad because y'all y'all have heard me say great things about this girl musically, and one I didn't even like that song, never heard of it before. Great marketing for putting it back on iTunes immediately after the performance, but like you don't have to do that each time. And the performances are starting to get on my nerves. It's like oh I gotta go see you live just to see you sing stuff that I know, and that don't make no sense to me. You never go, I don't know. It's like, she'll do something good. I'll start liking something. I'll see a little YouTube performance and I'll be like, oh, that she ate that. I like her again. And then she do stuff like this. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh, no, no, hell no. <laughs> Not hell no. I found it. The tweet says, "Woo, put me to sleep, bitch. Where is the thought music that makes good Instagram captions when you mad at the nigga that's not oh, even your right. boyfriend? And I agree. It's like hers old music used to make me feel things. Mm -hmm. And it was triggering in a way that I, it made me like her and the talent backed it up. But now 
maybe her team thought that it was too in the same vein as what all the as other girls are doing. Yeah. So they're trying to Alicia Keys, Lauren Hill, mesh her way to the top, and I don't like that. No one does. Like, as talented as her is, as musically inclined as she is, as many instruments as she can play, everybody's going to always say she's nobody's Alicia Keys. Right. And that's annoying, too, because I think she sings better. Oh, she does. Right. So, whatever. We don't have to talk about that no more. Hell no. Another hell no. <laughs> Gary Clark Jr., I love you. You are so beautiful. You are fine. You are talented. You dress. I loved his blazer he had on last night. Um, he, he did, did have a hat on, which was really exciting because he normally has a hat on. But, like, I'm just over, you know, the black people who got radicalized recently doing this whole, like, I'm going to burn down the white man's house and all this other things and carry it on your performance. You and the Roots sounded great, but don't be giving us that kind of music when you just started even clocking into black, like, being black and, like, like you don't even go home to a black woman. So, it was just weird to me. Even though the performance itself was great, I think he sounded great. I loved the way that they, you know, were panning to him singing with the flames and carrying on. Like, mm-hmm. it was sounded great, but I just don't want you to be woke because you're not going, you know, get you a black queen. So, just, like, relax. Yeah. I hate that that is a big archetype in the community, too. Like, the real woke black people and black men that be wearing all the dashikis and the fight the power jackets and all of this. They think they part of the Panthers. Be having white girlfriends. And it's also, like, what black people do you even have in your life? Because it's like, your band not black. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your band is not normally black. I know your management ain't black. I know your press people ain't black. Your stylist ain't black. So who in your life is even black for you to be, like... Raging against the machine, or are you raging against the machine because you're the only black person in your world? And what are you going to do to change that? I, I think, and the answer is always nothing. Yeah, you know, then you wind up having children. You don't have your children around black people, which is what you experience, and you having all these crises and all the carrying on. You bring that down to your children. So, I don't know. I think the performance was great, but it kind of triggered a little something in me in that I just hate that. People who just started being black do this thing. Yeah, it's performative. And I think that one day I will like that song, but I... Because it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like you... I don't know, it's contradictory. And I'm not saying saying if you marry somebody that's not black, that you're not down for the cause, you're not whatever. But it's just this weird thing where it's like, you talk about how much you hate white people so much, but that is literally everyone around you. That's your world. So do you really hate it? Because you're not making any changes. And I'm not saying divorce your wife, but I am saying maybe get some black people in the band, maybe get some (laughs) black management, play at a black venue, you know, but that's not Afropunk. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to me, it's just whatever. We can move on because I think the performance itself was great. And he looked amazing as always. He's so beautiful. Speaking of looking amazing and being beautiful, the Prince tribute. I love that outfit. A uh, shadow one. Those pants need to be in my closet. Toot sweet. <laughs> like... I think that he had a little struggle with the height of the heel. Usher not used to dancing around in the same type of shoes as Prince. Like, let's just call it that. But him and FKA Twigs performed. I loved FKA Twigs. And I called it, didn't I? They, mm-hmm. said she's a, she's a, they said she was on a tribute. And I was like, oh, they gonna have her on a poll to um, Beautiful Ones. That didn't happen <laughs> specifically to the song. But I loved her performance. I loved the energy she was giving Usher. Mm-hmm. The way she was all around the stage. I loved it. Apparently, she was upset, though, because she wanted to sing. But it was also like, girl. Didn't nobody want that. Girl. Yeah. And I also, I also <laughs> shut up. 
I also think that it would have been interesting for her to sing, but I think that they just wanted her aesthetically. Right. Because she looked like the type of girls that used to flock around Prince back in the day anyway. So it made sense to me. And she's a very, very, very talented dancer. And I don't think she gets enough credit for that. So being able to showcase that aspect of her artistry was cute to me. Usher did what he had to do. The band sounded good. Sheila E. is not going to let y'all do anything Prince-related unless she is in the building. So, she got her drums out and she was banging on the Congos. I'm not mad. Yeah. Um, You want to talk about your girl, Ariana? Well. First of all, I just want to say, all of my friends are ponytails. And yeah, somehow, yeah. I've never heard a full Ariana Grande song in my life. <laughs> her fans are not doing their press and PR duties. I came here one time. To record, and I was going to the Ariana Grande concert. She was like, "You like her?" <laughs> I didn't even know the doll was famous. Okay, <laughs> she's like, "I didn't know that you were a ponytail." Meanwhile, I'm like putting my hair in a ponytail. No, I'm glad that Ariana got to perform and do that choreography that she's been trying to do for two years because <laughs> Ariana wanted to perform last year and they kind of shut her out of doing what she wanted to do. She wanted to do Seven Rings last year, but she wanted to do something upbeat last year for sure. And she has had this choreography ready so that she could show y'all that she could get down on the ground and do that split. And I was right. That was the only it. thing she really, really did for real because everything <laughs> else just looked like school talent show struggles. <laughs> Andre was like, "Y'all know that she about to come out this game, have a leotard on, and scrub the ground." Right? I was like, "You're not wrong." To mm-hmm. the best of her ability. To but the best of her ability. She started off with "Imagine" a song, and then she finished with Seven Rings," a bop. So I wasn't mad at all. She looked like she was over by the end of the performance, but I love that about yeah, her. Yeah, she too. was done. Yeah. She was like, all right. She was like, okay, girl, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ariana, and I'm glad that she got what she got done because the people be trying to play with her down to the Grammys, and you really never know if she's going to be next up to stop coming. Yeah, she's not. They shut her out yeah. two years in a row, so she's done. I really thought that she was going to get at least one, but Mama left with zero. They really shut her out. And, well,. And- they shut her out, yes, but if you really want to call it what you want to call it, a spade a spade, keep a stack a stack, Sweetener was the girl to get the Grammy. And that was the one last year. That was last year. Like, Thank You Next was good and we liked it, but I don't think that the music was there enough to for it to be Grammy award winning. Mm. If she would have done a little bit of mashing up and put Sweetener with the best of Sweetener with the best of Thank You Next, she probably would have got all the awards she was deserving of last mm. night. But that didn't happen, and the people just want to keep putting out the music fast and furious. So I don't have an issue with it because I like Ariana, but I, I kind of see what they were doing. It just sucks for my girl. Yeah, and that's when, like, you know, that's why I'm... We'll go to another part. So <laughs> um, Lil Nas performed um, his his rodeo song with everyone that has ever been on the song ever. Yeah. I think that was cute the way they did it with the switch of the rooms. Every time a different person came out, I love stage. We love staging here at the site. So I thought that was super cute. I love that. He always give a good stage. Yeah, he does. I don't, I wasn't that thrilled with his performance necessarily. Cause I feel like I couldn't even hear him, mm-hmm. but I like the staging. I like all that. And I like that he brought out Nas, you know, I love intergenerational, you know, mixing and yin and yin. Right. <laughs> So, it was cute to me. He's a cute little boy. Won't be around next year, but cute when little boy. When you said that, I kind of gasped because I see it. I see both sides like Chanel. I can understand him not being a thing next year because of how long the gimmick of Old Town Road has gone. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not differentiating himself 
aesthetically enough right. for the other music to even count. Permeate. And there has been good songs coming out of him mm-hmm. and his team since then, but you don't hear about them nearly as hard as you hear Old Town Row and all of its versions. So right. I think he's his team is gonna have a like a hard road to go. Yeah. Uh it might be too much traffic down to the Old Town Road for him. <laughs> I died when Dollar said that. He yeah, said, oh, it's a lot of traffic on the Old Town Road for <laughs> all the 5 million people performing. <laughs> BTS and they 38 members and all that. Child. Yeah. Well, the last performance of the night, we kind of want to end on a high, was Ser Rosalia. <laughs> a girl. The girl. I love my Catalan queen. Like, Rosalia, I think when her album came out last year, I, or 2018, I was just completely, or was it 2019? No, it was 2018 because we did we had her on our album of the year episode like two Grammys ago. Okay, so I am obsessed with Rosalia. I love her. I know there's a lot of controversy because people don't didn't realize that she was white, but she's from Spain. That's why yeah. she makes flamenco style music. Yeah, that is music that's very specific to Spain. That was influenced by Morocco, all the things, and I love the way that she marries 1492 Spain with 2020 America. And I love that she be hanging out with um, all the Puerto Ricans and things, <laughs> which we had to make a differentiation. So Rosalia is not like his uh, Latin, Hispanic, whatever. No. She is a white girl from Spain. She's European. Yeah. Um, but I love that she is like hanging out with Ozuna and Malu- Maluma. Maluma. Oh, you know, <laughs> like I love all that, you know. Give me, like, reparations for, you know, y'all colonizing their lands. Cute to me. Us. See? So, and her performance last night was so great. She's a phenomenal performer. She's a great dancer. Give me claps and flamenco. I love it. Rosalia is the doll, baby. Is. Hmm. Well, after all of this said and done, I think that we would be remiss to not mention the scandal that preceded the Grammys. Um, we kind of alluded to it earlier when I was talking about how I was forced to agree with Nikki on things. That is still hurting my heart. But apparently, and I actually need Steph to fill in blanks because I didn't read the literature. <laughs> but everything that the artist always Every time you say literature, y'all, I literally <laughs> fall out. That's what old black people say all the time. Do. <laughs> that's why it's funny. To that's me. why it's cracking me up. <laughs> He said the literature. So basically, um, Big Deb, she was formerly the HBIC of the Grammys. She um, had went to some folks about some sexual assault um, allegations, um, as well as some uh, allegations about cheating, essentially, and rigging of votes. Um, and that got the doll fired. Mm. From her position about two or three weeks ago. So, Mama was like, okay, cute. Watch me do this. So, then she done <laughs> got the lawsuit. She has a lawsuit now um, alleging all these things, talking about um, how the committee, the voting committees would sometimes have the artist that support that is in the category being in the on the committee, um, people winning votes based on relationships, um, coins, basically all the scamming, and then the fact that one of their lawyers was sexually assaulting everybody. So, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of scandal, and the timing of it was 
messy. Yeah. Um, and caused the ruckus down to the actual Grammys building corporation and all of that. Like I said, I was a, I was supposed to be there this year um, for, for work stuff and like working with my connects and my colleagues that actually are there. Shit was getting crazy. And it's not over. Like, I don't think it's going to be an end in sight. Honestly, it's a little, we got quiet because mm-hmm. of the Grammys, but it's not over. Yeah, um, it was like the show must go on type of thing, but it's still going to be repercussions. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be nasty. So, Put some clothes on, I told you. <laughs> all right, Beyonce. <laughs> so, you know, be, uh, be, be vigilant because it's about to be real, real, real crazy. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how it all unfolds because... It's not anything new, but this did confirm things for a lot of people. And I think that people are going to have to get held accountable and taken to task for it. And that's just what it's got going to damn be. Mm. Well, whatever. They get what they deserve because in terms of votes, we can kind of kind of slide into the thing with Lizzo and um, Tyler. So with Lizzo, she won two R&B Awards, which as y'all heard on our final episode of 2019, she shouldn't have even been in those categories. At all. Um, That's not the type of music that she makes. That's not her fan base. And it's not even the give that they're trying to push for her. So it's kind of a slap in the face to all of those actual traditional R&B, alternative R&B, soul, black music genres that were nominated because, oh, it's just like, oh, Liz are going to win these now. Undeservedly, right? And the reason why they and now it became very clear to me at the end of the night when Billie Eilish rightfully swept the big four, uh-huh. which no one expected. We all thought it was going to go to Lizzo. Um, I mentioned it on our album of the year episode when we was talking about the Grammy nominations. I was like, "What if?" But I honestly thought that Lizzo would have gotten something out of the big four just because she's been so fucking insufferable all year. Like, and I mean, she has owned the press. Mm-hmm. Like no, like no one has had more covers, more articles, more anything, more commercials than Lizzo. Nobody at all. Like not even bigger names than her. Right, and so, but I. Whatever. So, her <laughs> not getting the big four, it made it very clear why they definitely had her in the R&B categories. Because they yep. wanted to give Lizzo something. Yeah. And they were like, well, we just going to push her in R&B. Because, you know, they push black people into any category that is deemed black. Which mm-hmm. we'll get to in a second with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can give her these awards because we want her to have something. And it's, it's, and it's unfortunate because then that means, and this is what I said on our episode, that means that actual R&B artists don't have a chance. Right. They don't have a fighting chance because y'all know how the whites and the black girl magics feel about Lizzo. Like, she will win anytime, even though there are people who make way better music. Everyone makes better music than her. Right. So, even though she has immense talent, the music just isn't good. It falls short. And so, you know, if we're talking about the biggest night in music and we're talking about music, we're going to say who makes better music. And the fact that, like, BJ the Chicago kid lost to her for traditional R&B or something like I think it was traditional R&B performance or something like that mm-hmm. is insane but that's what that's what happens when they just push the black people into these black categories because even though she won she also won for pop she did she should have been exclusively in the pop and exclusively in the big four and that would have um, been fine right she still could have stormed 
And so Tyler was like, I'm happy that I won, but I also feel like y'all put me in the hip hop, in the rap category because I'm black. Yeah. He said anytime that black people do something experimental or different or step outside of their lane, they still get lumped into urban categories. And he was like, I don't even like the word urban because it's basically a derogatory term. It's just, he's basically a nice way to say nigga. Right. And I can actually put the full clip in here so that we don't mis- misrepresent what he was saying. In recent days, there's been a lot of news about the voting process at the Grammys. Has any of that affected the way that you're looking at winning this award today? Uh, I'm half and half on it. Um, on one side, I'm very grateful that uh, what I made could just be, you know, uh, acknowledged in a world like this. Um, but also, it sucks that whenever we, and I mean guys that look like me, do anything that's genre bending or that's anything they always put it in a rapper urban category which is and i don't like that urban word it's just a politically correct way to say the n-word to me so when i hear that i'm just like why can't we just be in pop why can't it just, you know what i mean so I, I felt like half of me feels like the the rap nomination was a backhanded compliment like oh uh my little cousin wants to play the game let's give him the unplugged controller so he could shut up and feel good about it that that's what it felt like a bit but another half of me is very grateful that the art that i made could be acknowledged on a level like this when i don't do the radio stuff i'm not played in target i'm in a whole different world than what a lot of people here listen to so i'm grateful and like eh. i was so proud that he basically was grateful for the award and show his appreciation but also was like y'all not gonna keep doing this to us because it doesn't make sense that i was in an urban category my album was not really a rap album and I mean, yes, he is rapping, but I don't, I don't know. I think it I just mean, stretches the boundaries of what hip hop is, is supposed to be. So it's like maybe they're equally as confused on what to put it in. But I do agree that there is some type of shame and blame in it. It's like why would he? Him and Nipsey Hussle are not making the same type of no, music. No, they're not. At all. And for them to be in the same pot is kind of weird. And it's also sad. If anything, they could have the put him in alternative. I think if maybe y'all put him in alternative categories, that might have made a little more sense. Yeah. But it's not even just black people that they do it to because I commented on it yesterday when they would have the award that Rosalia won. It's like Latin, urban rock, pop. It's like if no, you Hispanic, no, you the, get this the award. actual the actual title, y'all, was Latin urban rock alternative that makes no sense that means that if you are of hispanic descent or you speak spanish or your music is spicy that (laughs) you will be alleged for this award and that's the only one that you got to compete in that's not okay i think it's still very interesting and like groundbreaking that they let rosalia get as big as she's getting and she sings in complete spanish which I love. I love it too, but it's just like, you need Duolingo to listen to her music and y'all got her on stage performing. That is big. <laughs> this is a Rosalia stand cast. Just going to going to I love her. Oh, Malamente. That's my shit. I love her. Um, I love Rosalia, not her. <laughs> her is a nice little girl, but um, yeah. And so I think, you know, Puffy got up at his little Clive Davis thing, which nobody should have been at, sure. but whatever. 
you know, again, Clive, oh. Clive Davis went along with his Grammy party as Whitney Houston's body laid dead. Upstairs. Four or five flights above. So, you know, that lets you know the taste level of Clive Davis. But anyway, I mean, and he got up can... and talked for 45 minutes about, well, if the Grammys don't do something about this and blah, blah, blah. But the Grammys did air two rap categories. They did. They had black performers. They did. So, to be fair, the real shapes, they just didn't show R&B. Right. But but black black award shows don't even do show R&B. So. Not in full. They do, like, best R&B and that's it. They'll have other awards that go by the wayside. Right. And it's not like y'all be having, like, R&B performances of people who, like, Jason Sullivan not performing at the BET Awards in 2016. Are we kidding? Right. So, it's like, <laughs> you can threaten the Grammys all you want, Puff, but BET and the Soul Train not doing what they need to do. The NAACP and Dove Awards and Trump ain't doing what they... Well, no, the Dove do what they supposed to do, but the Trump ain't not doing what they supposed to do either. So, it's like, it's just weird to me that they be getting the white the white awards together, but don't be talking about the ways we can make the black award shows better too because both are failing. Yeah, and I was down music. to the Trumpet Awards. Like, I got to go this year, and I still semi-agree with what Stephanie is saying because the songs that were performed was stuff that we never heard of. It wasn't like the popular things that black people are bigging up right now or things that are pushing culture forward. It was like stuff that probably will never see the light of day outside of that stage. And it's like, that doesn't do anything. You have to be able to mix it in. And if you can't uplift what is actually groundbreaking and then what is like, I don't know, they had El Bonner perform some random song with Rhapsody. And I was like, this is cute, but I will never hear this song again. Because the radio not going to play it. At all. And... Not even that, it's not the type of song that I would seek out on my own. So it's just like, this isn't even helping me Mm -hmm. from a music head perspective. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of work that needs to be done award-wide. I just think that circling back to the Clive and going, kind of like rolling up into our light-up that we already talked about, why are y'all doing this stuff but having so much to say about what's being done? You're not helping by still going and showing up. Right. They got Rihanna and Beyonce forced to go to this Rock Nation brunch every damn year. And them ladies don't even care about the Grammys. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Beyonce said, y'all will never have a chance to disgrace me again. And she rightfully won for Homecoming. Yeah, which she should have gotten. They wasn't going to televise that because they know that she not coming. Right. So. Nobody was there. Again, no one was there. Nobody was there. I mean. We could go down into the people who like were there and who who got awards since we talked about Lizzo and Ashley. Well, Lizzo and Billie Eilish won everything. So, fair. <laughs> to be fair, there's the show. That's the tweet. Have a good <laughs> week, y'all. See y'all next time on the sides. <laughs> a show. It's like nah. They had Khaled go up there, and I really didn't like the way that he accepted his award because we know that what Lauren is going through, just like we know what Vanessa is now going to be going through because of the Kobe situation and. He kind of made it all about him, even he though it's his own. The situation, the brevity of the situation is this was carried by Nipsey and y'all are doing a tribute to him in this performance. So when you get awarded for his song, the song that he's in, you can't we the best your way to the top. Yeah, it was very, it was just in poor taste. Yeah. It was in poor taste. And he didn't let Lauren speak. Yeah, he didn't let Lauren speak. Um, It was, I thought John Legend was going to kind of swoop her in when he looked back and said the family, but yeah. he didn't swoop her in and she kind of looked upset. Meek 
stormed off before the performance is even oh, over. Yeah, Meek was not playing with y'all. Shout out to Milano. Congratulations on you and Meek's baby. This is the, the baby of Philadelphia. I hope y'all named the baby Philly. Like how Miami named her baby Miami. Oh, young Miami. And Kanye named his daughter Chicago. Exactly. You know, this is literally like Philly's God baby. I'm very excited. Everybody, <laughs> everybody shot Milano Rouge. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that was really, really, really in in poor, poor taste. taste. People don't have taste, but like college, you know better. But I mean, does he? The way that he carried on when Tyler's album was number one and his wasn't showed his where he stands. So I've been over him for a while. It's. I mean, I think he's funny because he's like that unhinged uncle, but he also just doesn't have taste and decorum. So. Yeah, like he don't know what to say out his mouth and yeah. he don't know social cues. Yeah. But it's weird because you've been famous for a long enough time. But, but he's also delusional. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's delusional. He's crazy. It's just... A lot with him. We the best. Um, <laughs> so, let's run through the R&B categories because that's what we care about. Oh, my God. Our girl Yola didn't go home with anything. And she was nominated like six times. Made me yeah, so... I was over that. And she looked bomb. She looked like Garnett from Steven Universe. And I was pressed. I don't know what that means, but um, work. <laughs> well, work. Well, work. Yeah. yeah. Um... Okay, so best R and B performance again. The nominees were Love Again, Daniel Caesar, and Brandy. Could have been movie. her and Bryson Tiller. Exactly how I feel. Lizzo and Gucci Mane. Roll some Mo by Lucky Day. Come Home by Anderson Pac featuring Andre Three Thousand. Um, and and Anderson Pac and Andre Three Thousand One, which we were really shocked by because one, that's like the worst song on the album. It is. And it even though it's still good, it's just yeah. not as good as the rest. And Love Again and Rosa Moe did what the girls should have did yeah, in 2019. Yeah, I really wanted Daniel Caesar to win that with Brandy, but they didn't even come. Yeah, well, see. The people didn't show up. No. It's completely okay. Um, best R&B traditional performance, Time Today, BJ to Chicago Kids, Steady sure. Love by NDRE, Jerome by Lizzo, Real Games by Lucky Day, Built for Love, PJ Morton and Jasmine Sullivan. The winner was Lizzo, which was... Alarming. What like, is what, what is, is traditional, traditional R and B? Like what is traditional about Lizzo's anything? Mm. Part of her brand is being radical and untraditional. So it's like, girl, shut up. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't good for the people. I definitely think you know. We all said on the podcast that "Time Today" by BJ the Chicago Kid is peak traditional R and B and sound. It really is. Steady Love also is peak traditional R and B, and that song did very, very, very well last Maybe year. Looked good last night too. Yeah, she did. She. I mean, to be fair, when she sent her waist and pushed them boobs up, she looked good. I said this yesterday, and I think that it might get me canceled, but she got the body that Beyonce photoshops. Okay, so now we're going to best R&B song. I didn't lie. Um, it could have been her and Bryson Tiller, Look At Me Now, Emily King, No Guidance, Chris Brown and Drake, Rosa Mo, Lucky Day, PJ Morton and JoJo, Say So. And the winner was Say So, PJ Morton and JoJo. Everything, everything, which everything. was very exciting because um, if anybody knows like JoJo's history, yep. Mama... Her two albums were not on streaming, were not available for purchase for like a decade yep. because of uh, Aaliyah's uncle, Barry Hankerson. A crazy person. Um, she was releasing EP. She was like really kind of struggling, you know? And that's why she had to later on re-release her, her first two albums with her new voice and just re-record them all together because for so long we didn't even have that music. Like if you didn't own the album, you couldn't stream it anywhere. You couldn't listen to Apple Music, couldn't listen to it on Spotify. So it was just like, oh, you did that. And it was something people had really done before so mm-hmm. I was into it but she sounds amazing on that song with PJ and I was really glad that she was starting to get recognition even though it's just a feature 
Yeah. He's been sweeping because he won last year too for How Deep Is Your Love or whenever that was a song. Like whenever that came out, he won for that with Yeba. Oh, yeah. Um, and so also too for Jojo, like she's, she just been really trying to come back like 2019. She re-released her two albums. She did a feature with PJ. She did a feature with, um, Tank. She was doing a lot of press. And so for her to have really struggled this last like 10, 12, 15 Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. and then some on her, her on the way up to her comeback, getting a Grammy. Everything. So happy for her. She been down to the Instagram, taking pole classes, getting that core strength together. I can't wait. And she look good. She sounds good. And also, you know, when, when these arguments pop up about like, oh, these white artists sing black and that's why they win. She the only white girl that sings black. Yeah. And she has had a very, very hard road to go. Mm-hmm. So, y'all are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, JoJo, we're happy for you because we miss people that can sing. Mm-hmm. You see what the other white girls got to do? They got a yin yin around the gospel route. Tori Kelly don't even make traditional music no more nope. like she used to. So it's not really easy for the girls who have a more soulful voice but a white look. And Tori Kelly not even white. Yeah. Well, she half white. Oh. Um, okay. Best urban contemporary album, which I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> they don't either. Um, Steve Lacey. That's what I For Apollo to. 21. Because I, I Love You Deluxe Lizzo. Overload, Georgia and Maldro, Saturn, I almost said Saturn, Saturn, Nao, Being Human in Public, Jesse Reyes, and Lizzo won for Best Contemporary, Best Urban Contemporary Album. I don't know what was urban or R&B about it, but. I think they do that on purpose. They muddle. Again, what did, what did Tyler say? Y'all use urban to really mean niggas. Yeah. This the black category, y'all. Who black? Yep. Basically. <laughs> Next up was Best R&B Album, which was such a hard category because all these albums slapped. Uh, 1123, BJ the Chicago Kid, Painted, Lucky Day, LMA, Self-Titled, Paul, PJ Morton, Ventura, Anderson Pac. And the winner was Anderson Pac, which I was actually kind of shocked by. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to give it to Lucky or BJ, honestly. I did too. But I, either way, I'm happy with who everybody was so good in that category. It was really hard for me to even pick a winner when we were going through this, but I'm just glad it wasn't Lizzo. Yeah. I need a t-shirt that says I'm rooting for everybody that's not Lizzo. Uh, that's not Lizzo. I ain't you fine, Lizzo. <laughs> you not cupcake. I really want to know. You not cupcake, bitch. Uh, I need her to release a video. Yeah, she's about to come and storm the girls. Can't wait. Is. Because she's going to be upset. Cannot wait. Um, But yeah, so that was the Grammys. Didn't hate it. Looking forward to the mess. Didn't hate it. Um, looking forward to who's going to make some Grammy nominated music this year. Congrats to everyone that was nominated. I think that they really got it right in terms of who should have, you know, been in the building. Um, who also falls in line with who would technically, who would typically be nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. Cause I think we should also be like clear about that. Cause there's certain artists who will just never be nominated for Grammys. Not because of race, not because of anything. They just, they're just not. Their music isn't reaching those pillars. Yeah, exactly. And that's not good or bad. I also want people to treat the Grammys like they treat the Oscars. I know a lot of people who haven't seen Oscar-nominated films will do their research and due diligence up until the award show so that they can get familiar with those movies to see if they have an opinion on who's winning or not. Right. People don't do that with the Grammys because there's been so much backlash about Billy winning these um, awards. And y'all don't even know what her music sounds like. So I'm just like, you can't 
be upset mm-hmm. when it's something that you never heard before. Mm-hmm. And don't all of a sudden try to go against artists because they want something you wanted your fave to win for and you don't even know their history or their background and what it's given. That's really all I have to say about that. Because the appropriation comments and stuff about Billie Eilish just like, y'all are late. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, y'all, let's let's now walk into 2020 foolish. <laughs> let's walk into 2020 informed and open-minded and not annoying. Not annoying. Because the Grammys overall were not bad this year. No, this was better than last year to me. The only real time I was bored for real for real was like Camilla Cabello. Oh god. But I love the the um, you know, the Debbie Allen. Yeah, when Miss came out there. Yeah, I I think the Grammys were like for where pop culture is, it was great. Mm-hmm. Because pop culture, we can't compare it to like 2000 or, or 1995 yeah. because like pop culture just isn't fun and cool in that same way. But for where we are, the Grammys were great. Yeah, and I think it's- production was great because sometimes they be looking like they be down to the um school um the, the school lunch musical. No, look like they at the um the auditorium, auditorium multi purpose room. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but the production quality was great. Um, I think Alicia did great. She does a really good job as a host. That little song that she wove all of the nominees in mm-hmm. in the beginning. That, that was, was so cute. cute. And she looked bomb in that dress. Yeah. The tribute was good. Like, I just think that the flow of show was good. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I didn't really get bored. Even when the the white people that I don't know were up there and usually I would change the channel, I was still interested enough to try to get what it was given. Yeah, because Tanya Tucker was up there drunk, y'all. Oh, mama was loose as a goose when her started. <laughs> she couldn't even hold her lips straight when she was singing. We was like, she's about to lose it. But she's the doll, so Tanya can do whatever she wants. She's a legend. Oh, speaking of country legend, Shania Twain looked good. Did, did, did. She looked good. Bonnie Raitt looked good. The country girls look good. Bonnie Raitt think that she rode from X-Men with that white shoe, but it's <laughs> actually legendary. Lover. Yeah. I don't know. I had a good time. And the, the the watch party was good. Thanks, Andre, for hosting. Yeah, shout out to Dre. Sponsored by um, Peaches Hot House. The food was bomb. <laughs> we had Corey Stokes in the building providing the filigrees. Like, yes. I was, I was there. I was present. I was accounted for. Thanks, everybody at the Grammys. We had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Did that. que se rompía uh, está parpadeando la luz del descansillo una voz de la escalera alguien cruzando el pasillo